Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by betonline.ag. It is a glorious time of year to go to betonline.ag and use that promo code PODCAST1 so that you get that 50% welcome bonus. That is my recommendation, dudes. Um, Speaking of dudes, Matt Waldman, my co-host from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio, mattwaldmanrsp.com. You can and should follow Matt on Twitter, at Matt Waldman. Matt, you do an unbelievable job, by the way, of getting those videos up on both Saturday and Sunday and describing the plays. Had some great videos on LaShawn McCoy, Alvin Kamara on Sunday. He's a good follow to break down, especially I know you love running backs, Matt. It's awesome. You know what I love? I love finding out about new podcasts that I'm going to like, including The Lead. It's a daily show from Wondry and The Athletic that you're going to want to listen to. It brings you one big story from The Athletic's all-star team of local and national sports reporters every single week. Some stories are fresh take on major news event. Other episodes will feature an in-depth look into what's been happening off the field. Very cool. Daily lends into the biggest stories told by the people who write them, my dudes over the at The Athletic. Stay tuned to the end of this episode for a preview of The Lead. And don't forget to subscribe to The Lead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this right now. Matt, we will start this week in the West Coast or on the West Coast I should say it is a 3.30 p.m. Eastern time game on Fox. It's USC against UW, the Trojans, the Huskies. And we're going to start with the center for Wisconsin, not the big offensive tackle. Instead, the center, Nick Harris. Yeah, Nick Harris is fun to watch because, you know, we talked about Derek Brown 
Ross, you know, earlier in the month and how good he was at Auburn and watching Nick, you know, watching Derek Brown a lot. I didn't really see a lot of centers be able to take him on one-on-one and do the job. And Nick Harris was one of those guys who did the job against Derek Brown, which is big kudos to him. You know, he gets his hand under defenders and he's very good at being able to get them upright and take them out of place. Um, he's someone that moves his feet extremely well when defenders try to redirect and he's, he's an expert at being able to take the man where he wants to go, but too far from down that, that, um, area to get them out of the play. He pulls well, and he, he does a good job of reaching out to defensive ends and linebackers. And I, I like his awareness in the pocket, Ross. I mean, he spots opportunities to help the um, teammates out after he, his assignment either drops into coverage or he's able to handle the guy. Um, the only things with Harris is that he's a pretty aggressive guy. So he plays on his toes a lot and he gets a little over aggressive and that's going to help, you know, maybe when attacking bigger guys like Brown, but when smaller guys work him, they can bait him a little bit to strike first and then they can counter off of him pretty well. And sometimes he lets his momentum carry himself out of control, but he's a fun player. I really enjoy watching him and I, and I have a, a big appreciation for good centers in football. Speaking of fun and also guys that make me feel old, how about USC wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr.? And I'm pretty sure about this. I just want to confirm it is Michael Pittman, the old Bucks running back son, correct? I'm pretty sure it is too. I haven't really looked into the into the background of these guys just yet, but I was thinking the same thing. And if you're feeling old, I know I am. Um, <laughs> thinking about Michael Pittman, but you know, this is a, you know, this is a big, strong receiver. He, he has some good suddenness with his footwork. He's someone that's going to be able to, to deliver a really strong stick or jab step and, and then flatten out his brakes. He tracks the ball really well when it's um, behind the path of his brake. So he has a good catch radius and nice concentration and he's strong in terms of at the catch point. He's, this is a guy that handles contact well. Um, he's very sudden at being able to pull the ball down. He just, I just like to see him improve a little bit in terms of shielding the opponent. I think he's had such success, probably just snatching the ball with his hands and and being able to maintain it even in the in the face of contact. That as he's getting to the higher levels of football, he has to get better at taking care of, of shielding it so he doesn't invite that contact on his arms and the ball. And I just like to see him also refine his footwork at the sideline. He tends to kind of dot his feet on the, uh, you know, at the boundary rather than, than really just kind of slide and drag his feet. And, and when you get pushed in the back and you're trying to just dot your feet on the ground, you're going to wind up out of bounds before you even get those feet down more often than not. Um, but this is a guy who works well with his quarterback, creates a friendly target, and he's a, he's a nice prospect for the next level. What about the receiver, his counterpart on the other side, Aaron Fuller from UW? Yeah, he's an intriguing guy because he, you know, UW seems to, you know, after you look at Dante Pettis, who's, you know, who's probably one of my favorite receivers in the draft, you know, last year, it, you know, Fuller's kind of in that mold in the sense that he's a flexible guy who can go up and win the ball. And he, he's an excellent ball tracker with great hand-eye coordination. He's going to make some of those highlight reel catches that everybody loves to see. Um, and he shows some promise against press in terms of his footwork and how he uses his hands and co- combines different types of hesitations and chops and rips. 
Um, and he's a guy who's a willing blocker. You can see that he plays to the whistle. He tries to, you know, he, he locks on and fights for, you know, maintaining position. Just want to see him take the air out of his engagements, really get chest to chest with the guy so he doesn't lock out so much and get ragdolled by a stronger defender. Um, he's a good cut blocker, and he's someone who's very sudden and, and skilled with that. So you can see that he's taken some he, – he's put some work into that, just needs a little bit more to go. And then, you know, in terms of catching the ball and, and routes, he, the, the biggest questions I have about him are really about – separation he gets early separation but does he really can he maintain that separation and extend it with longer speed I'm, i have questions about how good his vertical game really is going to be um and is he going to be more of a guy that can just help out on double moves and play action as opposed to being able to beat a man coverage corner one-on-one -on -one without the help of those types of things but he's he's certainly a fun player and it's going to be interesting to see if his game can you know make it to that next level Let's get to a late game out there in the Pac-12. Washington State versus Utah. It's 10 p.m. on FS1. I did get a chance to see Washington State already once this year when they played the Houston Cougars. Uh, probably wasn't Anthony Gordon's best game, but he still was super productive. Kind of crazy that he threw nine touchdown passes against UCLA on Saturday, and they still lost. I'm surprised Washington State, I didn't think they had a great defense, but I think they were that bad that they would give up that much. Kind of crazy. Um, what do you see from Gordon? It's another uh, redshirt senior fifth-year quarterback for Mike Leach. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, I was, really, I was looking back at my uh, Gardner Minshew um report recently and, and realizing that this is a guy, you know, you look at Anthony Gordon and there are some similarities with these two players to an extent in that they're both very good decision makers. I think that they, and, and in the sense that they, they can read the length and width of the field, depending on the progression and how it, the, the shape of those progressions with those receivers. And they're both good manipulators of coverage. I think Minshew was a little bit better, but Gordon's excellent at, holding the secondary with his eyes until that really until the very last moment. And then he can make a very sudden turn and, and a sudden release. And he has a variety of effective throwing platforms to be able to deliver the ball, whether there's pressure around or he's in a tight pocket, he has to work around defenders, but that release is sudden. So there's kind of a patient and sudden kind of aspect to his game. That's very appealing um, I think, though, that he can hold on to the ball a little too long, Ross, when he exhausts those first two to three options. And I think it's kind of one of those things with quarterbacks. It's kind of like a gravitational pull. The longer you have time in the pocket and the more success you've had in that pocket um, to be able to look through multiple options, you think you just have a little bit more time. And it's one of those things that can get dangerous for a lot of players where it, it deteriorates to where they end up taking sacks that they shouldn't. Um, but he does. I like the aggressive mindset. He's aware of his checkdowns, and I, I think he has a good feel for maneuvering the pocket away from pressure and delivering in rhythm. So I'm excited about what Anthony Gordon can do, and I want to see a lot more of him. Yeah, you just. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. He does like to go down the field. He is accurate. I did think he held on the ball a little, too, a little bit too much. So. My uh, my breakdown compares favorably to you. Now, I know Utah 
evidently has a bunch of studs, Matt. I have not watched them play this year. I also know USC got the big win over them last Friday night. Who are we highlighting on Utah? Let's start with the D-tackle, uh, Lecky Fotu. Yeah, and he's a he's a fun one. They have a couple of guys on that line that I'm sure will probably be profiling another one of them down the line. But Lecky Fotu, he's this raw – he has both raw and refined power. He's a guy who can close down gaps. He can push his man to the next crease over and clog it up. He has a really good push-pull move. And he can send a guard flying kind of like a mail sack. I mean, he's a he's a strong dude with an effective rip. He's going to clamp down on you and then underhook and work past. And I think he's also quick enough to stunt the center across the face and, and come through pretty clean as a pass rusher or a run defender. Um, now, at the same time, he can play too high. And so he ends up giving his opponent his chest pretty easily and he'll lose leverage that way, and defenders are able to get their hands on him and work him where they want to go when he plays too high. And he can be a little more disciplined with his gap assignments rather than trying to attack so aggressively as often as he does. His handwork's got to get a little bit better, um, but this is a guy with a quick get-off. He's flexible, um, and it's, he just has to keep his chest you know, away from – from opposing offensive linemen because he's right now he's a little bit all or nothing, but you can tell the athletic promise that NFL teams are going to like that and some of the positive elements that they've seen on his tape. Before we get to Utah running back Zach Moss, why don't we talk about the Dos Equis College Football Football College? I love this idea. I've seen videos with John Bacon the man who wrote the book on college football. They also have brilliant football minds like Jay Cutler, Martellus Bennett, a couple of former teammates there, Katie Nolan. You will win every football argument this season. You might even win tickets to the 2020 College Football Playoff National Championship. Be the first in your family to earn a football-watching certificate from a beer school. Enroll in the Dos Equis College Football Football College at dosequis.com slash edu. Dos Equis, keep it interessante. Dos Equis beer brands, enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Copyright 2019. Dos Equis beer brands, no purchase necessary, 50 U.S., D.C., 21 plus only. Enter by 12, 2019. Full rules available on dosequis.com slash edu. I should mention, by the way, that any of you can, at any point, join the Slack channel that we've got or even just support this show or any of the shows at patreon.com slash RT Media and actually get in on the conversation if you uh, become a patron at the Tuckhead level, which is really fun. Speaking of fun, what about that running back for Utah, Zach Moss? Yeah, Ross, he's a, he's a power runner. He's a classic one-cut power runner who sets up creases pretty well and, un- and can avoid some unblocked defenders in the backfield. Um, but he's a guy who's going to break tackles. He's going to push piles, bounce off hits, run through wraps, oftentimes multiple points of contact on the same play. But he's a patient guy with some flexibility. I mean, he's a guy who can bend at some pretty extreme angles and maintain his balance 
through through maybe odd angles of contact, you know, or someone hits the side of the leg or, you know, tries to take out his lower leg um, with a cut. And he seems to do a really good job of being able to, to set his feet and be able to balance touch. And even from angles where, it, you know, he, you're thinking this guy's going to end up having a groin injury from the results of some of these hits. And he's, he's able to continue downfield and, and, and work well and not be worse for the wear, at least from what it looks like. And he has enough burst to take the corner on design plays. Um, I just want to see how good that burst truly is at certain angles against certain defenders to see how good he is at, at reaccelerating after he comes to a stop. Um, and he has some refinement ahead as a pass protector. If he can stop, you know, if he can, you know, look at his target and not drop his head so much, he might have a chance of developing into a pretty good pass protector and not just be a two down back um, in the league or at least get a shot at that. But uh, this is a guy that has the NFL body, the NFL mentality in terms of how you make decisions as a running back and, and certainly the physicality that you're looking for. You know, watching your videos on social media, Matt, at Matt Waldman, and I always tell people make sure you check out uh, MattWaldmanRSP.com. Is it fair to say running back's your favorite position? You love studying running backs, don't you? I do because I think that they get they kind of get short shrift for the decision-making. They're often seen as these instinctive guys who just do it by it's just purely intuition. And I, I think that that's a, a kind of a myth. I think a lot of these guys, especially at the top level, certainly you're going to see exceptions to the rule, but they're really good at understanding blocking schemes and being able to make mature decisions, uh, you know, based on down and distance game situations, um, you know, what opposing defenders are able to do and the, the level of skills that they have to put together to, to really make strong plays, uh, I think is a little bit underrated. And I, and I think I, I think I grew up always hoping that I'd become a running back. I still think I'm hoping I'm going to train to become a running back one day at 50. So there you go. <laughs> well, two things <laughs> on that, Matt. I was a fullback one year in my life, seventh grade, and it was really fun to carry the ball and run some people over. I scored a touchdown in my fourth game, and my dad said, you know, Ross, you got to enjoy it. Might be your only touchdown ever. And I thought, yeah, right. I'm just going to score a bunch. Never had another touchdown in my whole life. <laughs> that was my <laughs> that was my one touchdown uh, against Hamburg uh, when I was in seventh grade. But it was fun to to carry the ball. Um, and by the way, just watching your videos that you post on Sunday, and I encourage people to check it out. And I already know this, but watching you, Alvin Kamara is such a freak. I mean, it is. I don't understand how he does what he does. It's crazy, Matt. Yeah, it's like borderline mystical, some of the things that he does in terms of how he handles contact. I mean, I still think it's like every week I watch something and I think I need to try and figure out how he does this. And it gets to the point of ridiculousness with some of the videos that I'm showing, but I still remember a Carolina play at the goal line where it seemed like he got bent backwards with the hit and was able to, and was bent in a way that you should not be. It looked like something out of a matrix movie, the way he bent backwards and somehow rose right back up and spun away and got across the goal line. And there's just something to do with his balance and the smallest movements, like the top backs make the smallest movements 
that change the leverage of a defender when they're wrapping them up. And to have that kind of body awareness in the moment where multiple people are trying to grab you and you're trying to navigate a crease, he's just unbelievable to watch. Let's get to the final game, and it is Ohio State versus Nebraska, 7.30 p.m., ABC. I think you got to start with Chase Young. A lot of people think he's the best player in college football. What do you see, Matt? I, he's, I can understand why a lot of people feel that way. I mean, he's got a great get off. His first two steps are really graceful and quick. And, and it reminds me of a former Ohio State running back like Robert Smith, how he doesn't look like he's running fast, but he's moving. And when he sees a target, he has a finishing burst. Um, and he's, he's difficult to cut block because of that grace and balance. And he drops also pretty well in the space as an end who can cover or, or drop back and up the field, you know, to tackle. I think he wraps well. And if, you know, Lyman doesn't get their hands on Young, it's all over. I mean, he's going to bend that corner and close fast. Um, he tries too often not to use his hands, like try to duck under rather than use them. But he does have some tools in that toolbox with a swipe, a rip, a swim, a spin. But I think they all need a little bit of work. Um, I think his inside counter might be better than his outside move right now. Um, and But he reads gaps well. He disrupts runs. He blows up lead blockers or rushing lanes. Um, and he, and sometimes you could see though, I think he might be better as an outside linebacker in a three, four than a four, three. Um, he does stack and shed well and run stunts, um, well and twists well. Um, I, I just think that he, he's a guy that I, I wonder about his mindset for relentless pursuit right now. Um, and it, it's something where again, working on his hands, he just needs refinement. But I, what you often see with edge players is that, when you have that athletic ability like Young does and the mindset for seeing the game as well as he does, that's a really great start, and it's understandable why a lot of people see him as one of the top guys. What about, speaking of you loving running backs and being a running back connoisseur, what about their running back, J.K. Dobbins? Man, I'm so impressed with this guy. I thought he runs through traffic in terms of footwork and vision you know, and how you combine that to run through traffic and reaches and and tight creases. He does that as well as any back I've seen in a while. Um, I think he has excellent footwork. He's great at coming to quick stops and reaccelerating, which you don't, you don't want to stop start all the time in the NFL because you're going to have lots of guys catching up to you, but there's things that he does in a crease in terms of being able to find solutions with, varieties of footwork patterns that just tells you that he sees things extremely well. He understands, you know, really where defenders are likely to be and how to assess that and to be able to work away from them. He, he doesn't take direct hits often. He has strong pad level too. I love how he finishes when a, when a player has the flexibility, kind of like Kamara to get lower than the defender and then use that pad level to work over them or to work under them to get extra yards and then use that pad level also to protect the ball and, and to be able to work, you know, strike and then be able to turn and torque the body away from a defender reaching for the ball. Love how he does that. And he takes what the defense gives him. So he's a, he's a wise decision maker for his years at this point. And I also like him in the pass protection part of the, the game. He's willing to take on larger pass rushers and do it with good technique. And, and you know, he's not going to, 
He's going to get knocked into the backfield by a defensive tackle for sure, but he's going to get square. He's going to deliver a punch and he's going to trust that he has someone trying to help him out a little bit from a side um, when he does those types of things. And I just like the potential for Dobbins a lot. I think he's a guy that can wind up being um, a, a three downs back in the NFL someday. What about for Nebraska, their linebacker, Muhammad Barry? Yeah, you know, Ross, I was going to talk about J.D. Spielman, but I figured maybe we'd talk about him later. He's a wide receiver and returner who some people compare to um, Tyreek Hill. But the more I watch Mo Berry, he may wind up a special teams guy. But I just love his motor and intensity. He's kind of a downhill thumper like Denzel Perriman was. Um, works pretty well sideline to sideline um, in, in certain arenas. But And he's a guy, though, that when he hits you, he doesn't go dead with his legs. He drives until you're on the ground. I think he diagnoses plays pretty quickly and zooms into the gap. The intensity and driven way that he plays is infectious. And the only problem is that he has good burst, but he doesn't really have great long speed. So he's, he's vulnerable as, a, you know, as someone who covers tight ends or backs up the seam um, or when he has to change direction in the open field and take someone on one-on-one, he misses more tackles uh, against top athletes as a result of that. So he's not great at transitioning um, in, in, as a zone defender to try and tackle. Um, he's probably better as a 3-4 inside linebacker than he is a middle linebacker in a 4-3. Um, but And maybe his future will be as a special teams guy. But when you watch him on the field, you, you can just tell that this guy plays with with everything that he's got, and he's a pretty good player with, I think, some NFL potential. I'm just interested to see how well that athletic ability is going to carry him. Excellent work, Maddie. That was fantastic. Fired up for all those games, including watching Chase Young and J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. That could be one to bet on, or maybe you want to make a wager based on what he said about Washington State, Utah, or USC, Washington. Man, we got... We got the state of Washington covered. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code podcast one. Get the 50% five zero welcome bonus. You will be very, very happy that you did so. And that's all you need to know. If you win, you're eligible after I win to get a hundred bucks put into your account. Cause when I win the pigskin pick 'em challenge, over at betonline.ag, I'll get $500 to put in your accounts, but you have to have already had an account. So do not delay. Do not collect $200 when you pass go. Go to betonline.ag. Get the, use the promo code PODCAST1. And also, by the way, check out my power rankings today, including my grade for the press box food last night for the Redskins and the Bears and then we got Fantasy Feast kicks off already this week, uh, a little bit later in the day. Other than that, cake is kicked. We're all tapped out, dudes. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. You can follow sports through sound bites or the full story. From up in the press box 
or down on the sidelines. What do, what do you want to accomplish this year? Actually, I want to accomplish getting on this team first. This fall, a new daily podcast brings you closer to the sports stories that matter. Stories about players. A guy like Zion just represents that hope of the failures of the past don't matter because we've got this guy now. Stories about hometowns. You will see hundreds of people wearing number 32 Simpson jerseys uh, in the stands on Sunday afternoons for a Bills home game. And stories about the teams you love. This was the first chance for all those baseball fans to see their guy. From The Athletic, home to the best storytelling in sports. And Wondery, the company behind Sports Wars and Gladiator. I'm Kavitha Davidson. And I'm Anders Kelto. Introducing The Lead. Go beyond the box score five days a week. This isn't a story where you go to some place and interview the athlete and go home. It stays with you. Are you kidding me? I have never seen anything like that. The lead is out now. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. Oh, what a the lead. Sports up close.